podcast for hairdressers. Hey, you guys, it is Stu and Jesse from the Just Jay-Z podcast, and we are so excited about today's episode. Today, we have the business building queen for hairstylists and entrepreneurs. She helps stylists create a business and life they love while using Instagram. She has an amazing following both on YouTube and Instagram, and what I love most about her is that she genuinely connects and engages with her audience. She's the co-founder of the Ember Retreat and the founder of Oh Hot Graham, the social suite as well. My favorite boss babe in the entire world to follow, someone I've been following since cosmetology school, <laughs> Miss Jamie Dana. Woo! Hey! I love this. This is so cute. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. This is so fun. Awesome. Okay. So Jamie, we had met you once at Rise Up Live, which was the event you hosted in November. That was so much fun. Um, was that like, like that event, did it live up to your expectations? Was it harder than you thought it was going to be? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I know you plan events and you do classes yeah. and all of that stuff. And wow, event planning is so much work. I feel like you're almost planning a wedding and like <laughs> even with Ember Retreat. So like where I'm a co-founder of Ember Retreat and I feel like sometimes we're planning a four day wedding, but yeah. it's even more because a wedding you're there for like four or five hours, maybe six hours, yeah. right? These are all day events. They take months of planning. And so, yeah, I was actually just talking about uh, Rise Up Live with a friend yesterday and I was like, whoa, I did so much for that event and it was so incredible and it was so good and I loved how it turned out. Um, but I would definitely do things differently. I would hire help. I would right. definitely, um, do <gasps> things just a little bit differently Whereas I'm not doing all the things. Yeah. Um, but I think honestly, that's just being a business owner, right? You, yeah. you do something, you take on a challenge, you take on a risk and you learn along the way. And I definitely learned through that event, um, all the little things that I could do differently for next time so that it could be even better. So, um, yeah, it was so fun though. And I am hopeful that we can do it in 2021 just because yeah, this year's gone to crap, but (laughs) we'll eventually be able to come back and uh, we'll be able to do another one. Well, as attendees, we loved it. We thought it was amazing. So I know you pick yourself apart, but we thought it was great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I loved, I think the biggest thing for me is like events. Um, and I know you're the same way with your classes. Like it's an experience and just in the same way of when a client walks into a salon and you set up the salon experience for them, I want that to feel the exact same way when it comes to an event. People walk in, they feel comfortable, they feel excited, they feel inspired and ready to take action when they walk away. And so there's all the little details that go into it in the same way when you're designing a salon space or a salon suite or even just your customer experience in general. So um, I love that kind of stuff. And so thank you. That means a lot that you guys loved it. Well, if we are able to do it in 2021, you can definitely count us in. That was like literally one of the funnest weekends. And we've been to like a ton of hair stuff. And I feel like, honestly, I'm not just saying this because you're here. It was like... (laughs) so detailed so organized so well put together like everything like you walked in it was decorated and it just screamed like the jamie dana brand like it was i honestly loved it it was on point thank you thank you that means a lot to me awesome okay so you have worked on so many amazing things can you tell us a little more about the emperor retreat oh hot gram and the social suite 
Yeah. Wow. So kind of going back, um, I've been in the hair industry for about 11 years now and I had, I've done everything. You know, I've been a receptionist, an assistant, commission stylist, rental stylist, um, salon suite owner, now salon owner, mini salon owner, but kind of done all the different things. And a couple years ago, I decided to transition more into the education side of the industry. So, um, I had been working at a salon and I transitioned out of that, moved into a salon suite and wanted to go more into education and at the time education this was about 2016 and Instagram was the big thing at the time and a lot of independent educators were coming up they weren't necessarily working for brands they were starting to work on their own and do their own classes and I know you were kind of coming up at that time and um, it was really fun to see so many different um, businesses being created from these educators who were going from salon to salon teaching classes and I loved it it. Um, but at the time I didn't really have a big Instagram following. I did, I had about 1400 followers and wow. I knew that I was passionate about teaching something. I didn't know what that was. Um, and at the time, a lot of people were teaching balayage and braiding and like, those were the big things. Even extensions weren't as big back then. Yeah. Um, and so it was a lot of balayage classes and I saw these educators go from salon to salon to salon teaching classes to maybe, you know, 10, 20 stylists. And I loved it. I thought that was so appealing, but I knew in the long run, it's not something that I wanted to have for my lifestyle. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to travel from city to city and be able to keep up with that for me personally. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm wondering if there's a way to take what I want to teach and bring it online. And at the time, there wasn't really any online education in the hair industry. No. Um, there were things like webinars that were like $20 from you know, <laughs> the big hair brands, but they weren't that high quality. And yeah. there just like wasn't any good education online. And at the time, Periscope was big. Do you guys remember Periscope? Yes. Did you ever use Periscope? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Periscope was like kind of up and coming, which if you're listening to this and you don't know what that is, it's basically was Instagram Live, but on a different platform because Instagram Live, Facebook Live weren't a thing. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I started to kind of teach on Periscope and I got really familiar with just people in the online course industry, wow. not in our industry, but just in general. And I remember listening to a Periscope and one of the um, educators was talking about She said, if you have a skill or you have um, knowledge that you can teach to somebody else, you can have an online course, you can have an online business. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have something that I can teach. I have built my business in this way and there's something that I can share with others. And at the time, like I said, nobody was teaching that. It was a lot of hair education and technical education, which is amazing, but nobody was teaching business education. Yeah. So which that's is when I, kind of... I feel like schools don't do that enough. Yeah. Right, Out of right, school, right. I had no idea about taxes, about how I should like price things or anything yeah. like that. Right. And that's the most important part, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like if, if you, you can do the best hair in the world, but if you don't know how to get clients in your chair, you don't know how to fill your books or you don't know how to market yourself. Yeah. You're probably not going to have a successful business. And even if you do get clients in, but they're not your dream clients, you're not going to have a business you love. So true. And so that's where my mission started to come into play of seeing all these hairstyles feeling burnt out or not having the clientele that they wanted. Or um, at the time, Instagram was kind of budding, right? And the people are like, I just want to follow me on Instagram. And it was like, it wasn't about the following. Yeah. I want you to have a successful business behind the chair. That's what I want for you yep. because that's what makes money. And that allows you to have a life you love. Right. Yes. And so that's kind of when I went to the drawing board and said, what could I help hair stylists with? And Instagram 
immediately was the answer. I love Instagram. I love teaching it. And that's truly how I had grown my business behind the chair of going from, you know, a couple clients a week, having holes and gaps in my schedule to in a couple months, in six months time, being completely booked out months in advance, doing the kind of clients I love, doing the services that I love, had a salon suite, had to bring on an assistant, like my business completely transformed. And it was through Instagram. That's incredible. Go back. Yeah. I I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to bring this online because instead of going from salon to salon and teaching a few tips and tricks here and there to 10 or 20 stylists, what if I could teach something that was much more in depth that made an impact in their business and I could teach thousands of stylists at once. Yeah. And so I created Oh Hot Graham. So that's when Oh Hot Graham was born in 2016. It's been four years. It's been four years. Yeah. And it's totally different, obviously, from what it started out as a little baby thing. I was even (laughs) looking back through some of the slides and the videos and I was like, oh my gosh, it was so cute. But it's amazing because that's what started it. That's what started me becoming an educator and being able to help these hairstylists. And at the time, just for those of you listening, you probably don't, you probably don't even know this. I only had 10,000 followers and I say only because now I have almost 200,000 followers. Right. And so it wasn't about the following again. I had grown up to that point. Um, but it wasn't about the following. It was about helping hairstylists and and connecting on deeper level. Mm -hmm. So I launched Oh Hot Graham and it has grown and transformed and we've helped thousands of stylists across the world, um, be able to have businesses they love and be able to actually have successful businesses they're excited about, um, which just is incredible. And then actually last week, last year, um, we did our rise up live event, like we talked about and at rise up live, we announced our second product. So basically, Oh Hot Graham is an online course, an online program that like walks me through everything, everything you need to know, all the step-by-step journey. But we kept hearing from stylists all over the world and a lot of our students saying, I wish I knew what to post on Instagram. I wish I knew how to write better captions or I hate writing captions. And yeah. so we kept hearing this, right? And I'm sure you probably felt the same way. Like totally. I know you create a lot of content. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes you're like, I just don't even know what to write in the caption. Or I like, I don't know what to post. Right. And so that's where social suite was born. And so social suite is a membership. It's a much more small yeah. thing. Um, but it basically gives you stock photos, caption templates, digital assets, yeah. um, to help you show up on Instagram quicker, which is so um, incredible, so, especially for stylists starting out in the industry, because I yes. feel like you don't know where to start. And that gives you kind of like a jumping, like a launch pad to go from there, you know? Absolutely. And that's the thing too. I think as like Stu was just saying, like in, in cosmetology school, you don't learn Mm -hmm. any of this stuff. You don't learn, especially you don't learn Instagram, but you really don't learn any business things at all. Right. (laughs) And so, so often I see these stylists and that was my story. I went into a salon and I started to take all the clients and any client that would sit in my chair and you end up getting a lot of like, not the best clients, right? You get a lot of a lot of Brenda's, a lot of Karen, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking about? We've right? all been there. Uh, you know, the women that are like just root touch-ups and then they're like complaining about how you blow dry their bangs, right? Like yeah. that's the kind of clients that you end up getting. Yeah. It's great. It's a great place to start, but if that's all you end up doing and you have a passion for something else, you have a passion for doing extension work or balayage or curly hair and you're just doing root touch-ups and kid cuts yeah. and men's cuts all day long, you're not going to fall in love with your your business no. and your career. Um, and so that's truly, I believe Instagram is the best way to help you define exactly what you do. For you, a lot of your people um, probably do extensions and they yeah. want to do blonding services or more higher end services. And Instagram is the best way to help you 
find a clientele that is looking for that and is looking to pay the prices that you want to charge. So, um, yeah, I am passionate about it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And then you did ask about Ember. So Ember came in the middle of that. Ember Retreat is basically an all-inclusive business retreat for hairstylists, makeup artists, beauty professionals. So all different types of beauty professionals. We have nail artists there, lash artists. Um, and again, my business partner, her name is Piper. We had come together and we were like, you know, there's just not something in the industry where it's in-depth business education. Again, there were these hair shows, right? And conferences and and classes in salon, but there wasn't anything that was in-depth business where you kind of got away from the salon. You got away from your life and you really focused in on your business for a couple of days. And so we're like, what could that look like? And so that's where Ember Retreat was born. That was actually born in 2018, which is insane. Uh, We've done, gosh, I think it's been three retreats. I can't even remember three retreats. We're coming up on our fourth and uh, it'll be in 2021. Uh, did you have- and we did have to postpone it. Yeah. It was supposed to be at the end of this year in 2020. Oh, um, but we, it's, it's, I think it'll actually be better. You know, it's like, yeah. we're trying to make it work and trying to do everything. And, uh, you know, COVID <laughs> threw us for a loop, but, uh, I think it'll be just even that much better, you know, more time to add in those extra details and stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. so that's really where Ember came from. And it's been really cool to, again, go back to the mission of why we did it. It really aligned with the mission of what I do as an educator, but really helping those hairstylists gain clarity in their business or beauty professionals gain clarity in their business and be able to walk away from a three-day retreat, having so much momentum in the direction they want to go. And it's been insane to see what the stylists and beauty pros have walked away and done open salons, start podcasts, um, you know, like just take over businesses, do all of these incredible things that they didn't think were possible at the start of that three days. And so that to me is just like, that's why we do what we do. So yeah, that's kind of a quick, quick overview of what I do. Um, but I'm just passionate, you know, I'm passionate about the hairstylists and wanting them to have a business they love and, um, it's possible for you. So yeah, yeah. it It totally is. And I'll tell you right now, you 100% like hit the nail on the head when it came to finding your niche, Mm -hmm. because like back to cosmetology school, like our first week there, like our project was like, you have to make a hair Instagram so you can start posting and like people can see your progress and you can start like, don't buy or like finding a small clientele that's like in the area that you're in. And so the Instagram, like on the first day of school, and they started playing your videos about like how to build a business on YouTube. And I literally took it so serious. <laughs> I, I love was, it. You know, I literally, I went from, I made a new account, had zero following and my school was nine months. And by the end of that nine months, I had over 3000 followers awesome. for someone in hair school. I feel yeah. like that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's cool. Now you were able to start off and like, obviously because you had that following, because you had that drive, it got you more excited. And then guess what? You got a, an incredible job. And then you started working for, did you start working for Jesse right away or? The only yeah. job I've ever had, girly. <laughs> exactly. And like now I would assume, uh, I can't speak on your behalf, but you're, you're able to have a career you love and you're able to do what you love and you're educating and you're, you're getting to do all these amazing things. And it's because it started a spark in you in cosmetology school. And I wish that there would be more stylists that had that spark. Um, I don't believe cosmetology school is exactly um, the best 
um, invigorator of those sparks. Yeah. But I think that, yeah. you know, yeah. I think that's what's something that's so cool, Jesse. And I know with YouTube, so many cosmetology students are watching our content. And yeah. um, I think that it's, I think it's incredible even what you've done with your cosmetology um, like series yeah. that you did and all yeah. that, the beauty school series. I think yeah. that is so cool because like Stu was saying, it's so huge hugely important to be able to start that in school. So, yeah, I totally agree. And in school, if you would have told me our first week when we were watching both of you on YouTube, making Instagram, like learning tricks from tips and tricks from both of you, that'd be like sitting next to Jesse interviewing (laughs) you. I'd have been like, you're full of crap, dude. Back (laughs) off. But it just shows what like Instagram, this tiny Mm -hmm. app for your whole life, it can change everything. And it's so cool to help other people, you know, better their lives through that. And it must be so rewarding to you that you're helping like hundreds of thousands of stylists all over the country or all over the world. Even you're a legend. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are awesome. (laughs) Well, something that I always like to know from like people that I look up to, and you're obviously one of those people is like, I like to dig into their background a little, like what was your journey like starting out in the hair industry and what got you to where you are today. So if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of touched on it just a bit, but I started out in the hair industry at 17 years old. So I was actually, well, technically 16, if we want to go all the way back. Um, I was homeschooled in high school. Yeah. So I was homeschooled my whole life. Um, and because of that, I was actually able to finish high school in three years. So it's not because I was super smart. It's just because I could, um, (laughs) when you're homeschooled, you can kind of stack classes and do stuff like that. So I technically graduated high school at 16, went straight into beauty school, um, graduated at 17, went into a salon at 17 and really started, um, working behind the chair right at 18. It was just right about that time. And so Yeah, it was one of those things where I started out really early in the industry. But at the time, Facebook was around. There was no Instagram. Um, Yelp was kind of starting out, you know, it was like, have a website, have a Facebook page. And (laughs) that's like all, or like go pass out your business cards. Like that's literally what I did. My salon owner would like make me walk over to Starbucks and be like, here's my (laughs) business card. And like, we would walk to office buildings in our area and pass them out to like the receptionist at the offices. Like, how awkward. And like, I hated it. Right. And like, what do you, and like, we would send out postcards. Like that's the way of how I tried to grow my clientele. I did Groupon. I did all that kind of stuff. And you know, you get clients, but it took me so long to build my clientele. It took me about, I I always say it takes three to five years to build a full solid clientele. Now I believe that that's so much shorter because of Instagram back then it took so much longer. Right. So I'm building my clientele and I'm building my clientele of, like I mentioned, Karen's and Brenda's and (laughs) touch-ups and, and, Oh, Hey, can you squeeze in my kid while I'm doing my hair and, you know, haircuts and not anything that I was super passionate about. And Instagram came out. And at the time there wasn't a lot of people using it for business. We were kind of all figuring it out. Right. And more people started to use it for business. And I started to go to more education. And, um, I remember, at that point, going to an educational um, event it was called Butterfly Circus. I don't know if you remember that, I've but never heard of that. Uh-uh. yeah, it was it was early on. It was like one of the very first like Instagrammable um, events. And yeah. I was here in LA, and I went to it, and it had people like um, Confessions of a Hairstylist and Jay Wesley Olson mm-hmm. and Passion Squared and um, David Thurston from Pulp Riot. Like that was the early early days of um, this class, and I went to it, and I remember walking away being like, I want to do that. And I don't know how I'm going to do that, but that's what I want to do. And so I was building my clientele and I started to use Instagram and I started to really figure out 
oh, this could actually be a way that I could grow my business. It's not just yeah. something to, you know, post a picture of my Starbucks um, or, you know, post a picture of my dogs or take yeah. a selfie. It's something I could actually use to grow my business. So I started to get really clear on who I was speaking to, um, who I was posting for, what kind of clients I wanted to attract. Um, yeah. And I started to study Instagram. And I, I don't know about you, but I am like an Instagram nerd. Like I geek love out it. about Instagram analytics and anybody who knows me like knows I love that stuff. But I started to really learn the platform and figure out how things were working. And then, you know, the algorithm came in. I was like, okay, let's learn that. So yeah. long story short, I grew my following or grew my business, I should say, my clientele. Like I said, it wasn't booked out to being completely booked out two to three months in advance within mm -hmm. six months time. Wow. And that's truly the power of Instagram and having a strategy and a plan for it. Um, and then, like I said, from there, then not only just growing my clientele in the salon, learning how to grow my following so that it could do more education and reach more stylists. So, um, wow. you know, things are obviously a little different now on Instagram, but yeah. that was kind of just the trajectory that I had taken. And, um, yeah, obviously there's a little road bumps along the way, but, um, it's taught me so much and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back. Right. You know, yeah. I, I worked at a negative salon environment. I had worked, um, with people who didn't believe in me. And in fact, they would make fun of me for using oh. Instagram and all of that yeah. stuff. And I wouldn't take Love that back. That. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I had always kind of been like one of those people, like watch me, like you watch me kill it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's funny when I left that salon, um, the negative environment, they all unfollowed me off Instagram and I was like, <laughs> of course, whatever, you know? Um, and it was fine. And I was yeah. like, watch what I'm able to do. And I think that, um, fueled me to be like, yeah. let me stick it to them. Like they're going to see what I'm able to do. And, um, yeah. And so, and it was exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, I wouldn't take it back though. Looking back, you know, it was obviously hurtful and hard and, um, it was, it was not fun to go through that in the moment, but it only made me stronger along my journey and has turned me into the person that I am today. So, yeah. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. That's so true. Totally. Um, oh, so you're doing so much. I mean, you've talked a little bit about what you do. Do you ever get burnt out and what keeps you inspired to keep going? Oh Yeah. I think it's, we're all human, right? <laughs> um, and it is interesting. I think so often we follow people on Instagram and they're posting this thing that they're doing and this cool client and these, you know, amazing things. And they're going to this class or teaching this class. And we yeah. saw all these things on Instagram and we can start to feel like, oh my gosh, I got to keep up. Right. I got to, I got to do what Jesse's doing, or I got to do what Jamie's doing, or I got to, oh my gosh, I should do this or I should do that. And in reality, we have to step back and say, what works for me? Right. Yeah. And there has been a lot of times where I have probably burnt myself out from mm -hmm. looking at what other people are doing and looking and yeah. saying like, well, they're doing this thing. Should I be doing that? And instead of just focusing on, okay, no, what am I supposed to be doing? Why am I doing this? What is my mission? What is my goals? What's my purpose here? Um, that's, been one really big thing in the last couple of years that has helped me stay more grounded and to not burn out as much because the more you're comparing yourself, the more you're going to keep running your wheels in different directions, right? And you're not going to get where you want to go and you're going to feel burnt out from it. Um, yeah. 
And I think, and I think that that happens, right? And I think mm-hmm. when you do burn out, I think learning how to rest and to reset, and sometimes that's just logging out of Instagram for a couple of days. To be honest, I've seen like you do that before, yeah, yeah. I think so much of our jobs and so much of our businesses, even if you're just a stylist listening to this, a lot of it does revolve around Instagram. And even if you're not posting all the time, but scrolling and seeing and all of that stuff plays into our mental draining energy, right? And so logging out of Instagram for the weekend can sometimes just be the reset that you need. Um, And maybe you need a little bit longer of a time. And and guess what? I teach Instagram. You can log off of Instagram (laughs) for a week. You're going to be fine. The algorithm isn't going to punish you. You can come back. It's going to be great. Don't even worry about it. Um, And if that's coming through, then anyone can do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Your mental health is more important, right? And and yeah. you being able to show up for your client, show up for your stylist, show up for your students, whatever that looks like, you need to be able to show up in your best self. And yeah. if you're burnt out and drained, you're not going to be able to feel that. And so, yeah, yeah I have definitely um, had that. I'm, I'm sure, like I said, we're all human. We've all been there. But mm-hmm. learning to a know the signs of it before it comes and also knowing how to rest afterwards so that you can overcome it and not continue to live in a burnt out state. That is yeah. not good. <laughs> well, it's kind of like what they say. Yeah. It's kind of like what they say on an airplane. Like you put your own mask on before you help others. You have right. to take care of yourself or you won't be able to show up for your clients or your audience. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But since we're on like the whole Instagram topic and we have the Instagram queen right here <laughs> of I know like a lot of people are confused about like reels, like the new feature on Instagram. I've seen all your videos about them. So I feel like I'm really not pretty knowledgeable about it. But if someone's listening right now and they're trying to figure out reels, how would you explain it? Yes. Okay. So I, I, again, Instagram nerd here. So when Instagram releases something new, I get pretty excited about it. To be honest, I wasn't super stoked on IGTV. That was the one thing that I was like, on, but like when Instagram released stories, I was like, yes, I'm all in and Instagram released reels. And I'm like, yes, I'm all in. And so Instagram reels are huge. And here's the reason why it's so big is Instagram only releases a new feature about every two years. So we look back, Instagram stories came out in 2016. IGTV came around in 2019. so a little bit longer. And then Instagram reels. This is a big deal. And whenever they release something new like this, they want people using it. And ultimately Instagram's entire existence is to get people to spend more time on the platform. So whether or not you like that or you agree with that, that's their goal. So the way that the algorithm works is they want you spending time on the platform. So if you're watching an IGTV, you're spending, you know, two minutes, three minutes, however long on the platform. If you're watching a video, you're spending 60 seconds, right? If you're watching a reel, you're spending 15 seconds watching it. So they're trying to find ways to get people to stay on the platform and reels is another way that they're doing that. (laughs) And so, um, when they release something new, they are always going to reward people who start using it first. And so I don't know about you, but I'm sure you've heard stylists say something to the effect of, Oh, I want to grow my following or, uh, I don't have very many clients or I don't have many followers or, uh, my engagement's down or, uh, I don't get very many comments and almost kind of complain like, Oh, the algorithm yeah. hates me. Right. And, and maybe we've even done that ourselves, right? Like, yeah. Oh my, I didn't get that many likes on that post or whatever. Right. And here's the thing. The algorithm isn't punishing you. Like that's not even a thing. It's trying yeah. to find ways to get your audience to hang out on Instagram longer. So when we yeah. look at that, we have to think, okay, how can I create content in that way? And again, when they release something new, they're going to favor it 
because they want people using it and they actually want the consumer to get addicted to watching it. So Instagram stories, why do you think they're at the top? It's because they want you to get stuck in the the whole vortex of Instagram yeah. stories, right? And just, I, do I literally I don't. don't even like scroll through my feed sometimes. I'm yes. just watching stories. Dang so person. they, and do you realize it never ends? Like stories basically never end. Yeah. And same thing with your Instagram, like feed, mm-hmm. it never ends. They just keep showing you more stuff, right? So yep. they want you there. So with reels, basically you want to use it. And I know you might be listening to this and you might be thinking, oh my gosh, I don't like video of myself. I'm not sure. I've never done anything like this. The biggest piece of advice I can recommend is just try it out and practice. And even if that means you don't post it, even if it means you're just hitting the record button and filming something in your house, I literally have a tutorial where I did that, where I filmed my chair in my house, right? (laughs) And, And I think we're so afraid of wanting it to be perfect all the time, especially when it comes to Instagram, that reels is your opportunity to kind of mess up a little bit, to kind of just have fun with it and to show off your personality. It doesn't need to be this perfect, curated, awesome, incredible thing. It's okay to just experiment with it. And so, um, for instance, my very first reel, I did a little quick one. I I did it like the second day it had come out and uh, Instagram glitched and the text did it like format correctly. Oh. I still posted it anyways. I was like, you know yeah. what? Done is better than perfect. People got the idea. It's still up on my page. Yeah. You can go see the glitchy Instagram that. reel and I don't care. I want people to, well, my, like, yeah. No and yet. at the end of the day, I want to be able to just post and, and not have to worry about it being perfect. And so again, <laughs> this is coming from me. I teach Instagram yeah. and I, I think that Instagram, the consumer, your clients, your audience, doesn't want perfection anymore. We want personal. And that's why Instagram reels are so fun because it allows you to be more personal with your audience to show off more of your personality and to help your audience get to know you better. So, uh, if you haven't done one, I encourage you to do it. And if you're listening to this and you do a reel for the first time, tag me and Jesse in it, tag (laughs) Stu in it. I want to see it. I want to encourage you. I want to like it and comment. And, uh, yeah, so please tag us in it. We want to see. I love that. So is our reels like comparable to TikTok? That's what I've heard, right? Yes. Yes. So basically it's like, so TikTok, you can now go to 60 seconds, right? Uh TikTok, you could only do 15 seconds and now it's up to 60 seconds, but Instagram reels is only 15 seconds, but it's basically trying to take over TikTok. And you know, of course, and now I'm going to stay on that one, you know? Yeah. Well, and and we already, you know, you already have an audience built up here versus TikTok, you might not have, right? And so we, and you as a stylist, you already have an audience that you're talking to and clients that you're trying to attract. So now this just gives you an opportunity to connect with them more. I love that. I love that. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about how your career has transitioned into more of like the business end. Um, I've done that same thing with my journey over the last year. And I wanted to ask you, because there's times I feel this way, do you ever miss being a regular hairdresser, leaving work at the salon, going home, not taking it home with you? Because with our business, I feel like you could work 24 seven, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's funny because, so I've been doing this for probably about five years, all in total. Yeah. Working behind the chair and also doing education and trying to build that side of the business. And eventually I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to work less days in the salon and more days at home and then less days in the salon and more days at home. And then finally I was just like, I have to stop taking clients in the salon and do full-time education. And that was about two years ago. And 
to be honest, it was the best decision that I could have made. And kind of going back to the whole burnout conversation was I was trying to do too many things and serve too many people. So I was trying to take care of my clients in the salon. I was trying to take care of my students and I was trying to take care of my audience and then trying to take care of myself and, and my Mm -hmm. husband and my family and then friends. And, you know, you just throw everything in there. No one was getting nearly what they needed from me. I wasn't giving a hundred percent anywhere, especially my clients. And that was heartbreaking to me. I could tell that I wasn't able to give them the attention and devotion that they needed. And so at that point I knew something had to go. I had to let go of one side of the business so that another Mm -hmm. side of the business could grow. And I truly felt called to help more hairstylists grow their business and impact them in different ways. And working behind the chair, working on clients, wasn't necessarily achieving that. And ultimately, if I want more clients to have better hair, I need to help more hairstylists have a business so that they can serve more clients. And that's how I can impact other people in chairs, right? And so it's kind of this ripple effect. And so that's kind of where I kind of came from the whole um, transitioning into, you know, being a full-time educator. And I do yeah. miss it sometimes for sure. You know, I definitely miss doing hair a little bit, but that's so grateful that I have YouTube because I'm able to kind of <laughs> use it to do YouTube videos and things like that. So um, do content and like stay creative here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I don't miss the clients texting me at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> kind of thing. That's the only thing, you know, I don't miss that. Totally. I do miss my relationship with my clients, but it's been able to, it's been cool to see the other stylists that they've been able to go to. And I was able to refer a ton of our stylists in the area, all of my clients. And that was great as well. So, um, I yeah, I still feel like I hear from some of them and, you know, or see them at least on Instagram or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool that your career evolved to this point and now you're helping so many more people. So I'm grateful you did it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you are, I don't even know another word besides legend. Like <laughs> you just like everything, like your, all your content's amazing. Like, I feel like everything is just so well organized and put together. Like I was saying, and I feel like right now with everything going on with like Corona and the virus, like online programs is like where you need to be at. If you're out of work, especially the stylists in California with everything that they're going through. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, um, your online programs have like picked up through this time? Because I feel like I have signed up for everything under the sun that I could do. Yes. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I think it's been interesting to kind of see, um, obviously our industry has shifted so much this year, right? Um, the way that we consume education isn't necessarily going into salons and being able to take the, you know, the extension class or the hands-on class or whatever. Um, and so we've had to turn to things like Instagram or, uh, Instagram lives or online courses. And so that's been really cool. The biggest challenge I think has been, as an industry trying to figure out how to still make money and feel secure in where our businesses are going, right? So much has changed. We're not able to take the same amount of clients as we were before. Maybe you had to move salons. Um, Maybe your salon shut down. Maybe you've been shut down, right? And so I think we've had to just redefine. And I think it's been really cool this year to, with having such a break from being behind the chair. I know Utah wasn't closed down for very long, but here in California, we've been shut down for almost six months in different periods, which is crazy. But I think it's also allowed people to kind of reevaluate their life and their business. And okay, you know, this part of my business wasn't bringing me joy. This wasn't making me happy, but instead 
this part of my life is making me happy. So how do I restructure my business so that I can do the things that I still love and still have a business that supports that. And so I think that's been really helpful. Um, but yeah, things have changed, you know, and I think it'll be interesting to watch where things go into the next couple of years. So how, so like they shut the salons down and then they reopened them for how long? No, they were so going to de- right. And then they were like the day before they were like, we changed our minds. So it depends. So some areas were able to open up differently than others. So it was like dependent on your County. So I live in orange uh-huh. County, which is like near Disneyland. If anybody's yeah. listening. Um, and we were able to be open for six weeks. So we had been shut okay. down for COVID. Right. And then they opened yeah. us up and we were open for about five, six weeks. And then again, they shut us down oh again. But there were some stylists and some areas up like North that yeah. they were only open for three days three days oh my gosh, before they got shut, shut down again. So they've literally been shut down for six months, which is just crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know how Utah was, but I know you guys had a little yeah. bit less than we did. So yeah. uh, like you were saying, like it's less like hectic here with everything, but oh yeah, we, I was out of work for two months. Like yeah. as a hairstylist, if you don't work, That's you don't stressful. get paid. And yeah. But something like I admired about you is like literally as soon as like everything was like hitting the fan, everyone's freaking out. What do we do? You came out the YouTube video. You're like, this is how you can help yourself during these times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest thing. I think in a time like that, when you're looking for support or you're looking for a leader, you need somebody to be able to look up to. And I, again, felt called of like, okay, this is this is what we need right now. This is what our industry needs. And why am I doing what I'm doing? I want to help hairstylists not only grow their business, but like have a life that they love. And right now it's a very scary time. And so how can we support them right now? Um, and that's, that's kind of where that came from. So yeah, crazy times, but, um, it's been, I think it'll be, like I said, transformative to how we look at our businesses going forward. Yeah, I really hope that this is the only time this happens because next year we can be thriving and not yeah. right, right. We I got plans, you know. Yeah, you look you look back at your twenty twenty like vision or whatever, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, well that didn't happen, but that's okay, that's you know. Yeah, we got to rise up live twenty twenty one. Okay, we have yeah. to get yes. together. Yeah, yes. And we we really need to rise up at that point, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So on our podcast, we do this thing called Peaks and Pits, where we basically talk about a high point of our week and a low point of our week. All right, let's talk Peaks and Pits. So we'll start out doing ours and you can like take a second to think about yours. Um, So my peak for this week was that um, a few weeks ago, we launched our three barrel waiver. It's called the Jagger and it's like the best little waving iron and they sold out within 24 hours and we just got them relaunched yesterday. So that was my they're finally back. Yes. <laughs> and then um, my pit of this week was probably so me and my fiance or my husband are getting married in Mexico in October, and we were not able to get our baby a passport because of COVID. So, uh, sad. yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, so much going on in your life. Yes. I know. It's crazy. Um, for me, I'm for my peak, my highest point, I'm going to throw it back to rise up live. Cause we've been mentioning it. <laughs> um, after the whole thing, like you just leave feeling so inspired. And then like at the meeting greet, like I was waited in line. I was like, I'm about to meet Jamie freaking Dana. <laughs> when I was, it was like, we were next and you turned and looked and you were like, Stu, yeah. bring the Stu, what's up? And I was like, Jamie freaking Dana knows who I am. He I was like, was the whole I literally like, didn't sleep that night. Yeah. Jamie, like, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I that love was it. 
my heat. A little throwback. <laughs> um, my pit is probably going to be, I feel like right now, obviously like masks are mandatory and they are necessary. Like I want to take all the precautions I can to keep myself and like everyone around me safe. But the breakouts that come from it is killing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. any recommendations on what to do to fix that, shoot us a DM, email us, call the salon and let me know. Like, yeah, it's not a good I look. Need, I've been trying so many things and nothing's working. Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm dying. Um, okay, so I'll actually start with my pit of the week and then I'll okay. go to the peak. So um, we actually were in the salon yesterday filming a YouTube video and I haven't filmed a hair video in months because again, oh salons God. have been shut down. Yeah. So, and I'm actually taking a little break with my channel right now. So we're kind of redoing some stuff, but yeah. um, we were actually able to film a YouTube video. So that's kind of a win right there. Um, but my <laughs> husband and I, he films my YouTube videos in the salon. <gasps> and I love that. It's funny because him and I, I think it's like this, just, we, we work with each other. And so it's like, there are little things that like, you just kind of get snippy with each other. So I was like kind of yes. snippy at him yesterday. And then, <laughs> um, but then afterwards we were driving home in the car and we both literally said at the same time, I was like, Hey, sorry, I was being so snippy. And he was like, are you kidding me? I was just going to say that. And I was like, Oh, that's Aww. cute. So, um, yeah, you know, working with your partner, there's definitely, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Um, and you learn and, yeah. uh, you know, he works for me in the customer service side of everything. So he's in the other yeah. office. Um, but yeah, so that would be kind of my pit and peak at the same time. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. I bet that. Yeah challenging working with that your spouse <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But it's also good too. You know, it's like, it allows us to communicate in different ways that we wouldn't normally communicate with. So yeah. I love that. That's so yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I know I actually learned a lot by talking to you Good, from day to day. So we just wanted to thank you for coming on. I know yeah. you've been like such inspiration to me since like the beginning of my hair journey. So thank you for like, just giving us the time to chat and get to know each other better and i look forward to seeing you soon at some, <laughs> some, some throw let's hope yes. so 20, yes 2021 <laughs> we're putting it out there well thank you guys for having me this was so so fun awesome okay jamie can you tell them where they can find you on instagram youtube yes all that so on instagram i'm jamie dana hairstylist and on youtube just jamie dana so you can find me pretty much anywhere if you just type in jamie dana it comes up <laughs> Awesome. Great. And then you can follow us on jayzstyles.co. That's where we update all of our podcast info. My Instagrams are jayz.styles and just jessie with four eyes. And my Instagram is going to be stew.styles with a Z at the end. And we will see you next time, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.